So I think for me, quality content goes out to speak into your experience, your expertise, your authoritativeness and uh, trustworthiness. It's becoming a big player in the content that, that we see thriving today. And I think that's going to keep becoming bigger and bigger by the day. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, guys. Welcome. Today we are going to discuss more about SEO reports, how you can get results, how you can increase your ranking positions. It's not about to get more traffic. It's more about to get more sales. It's very important to think about traffic value than to get more traffic. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Manana Kelvin. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, that was an interesting intro. Uh, it was interesting being able to look at myself. Yeah, yeah, nice. You know, I, I want to confess, it's not me. It's my team. I cooperate <laughs> with great people. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how they can find all these pictures, videos you know, to create these videos, but I love to cooperate with great people who are better than me yeah. and uh, i am jack of all trades sometimes i can feel mm -hmm. that um, uh, my team can beat me in one side but i am good with management you know i i'm hiring great people i manage them so it's my strong side but if we are speaking about skills i'm so bad <laughs> but, but yeah your, your I, I under... people did a great job for sure yeah thank you thank you man okay uh before we start just tell more about yourself about experience background about kenya you can share some valuable insights why you live in this country uh, <laughs> and anything more about you um yeah so like you mentioned um i'm based in kenya uh, uh in the capital city it's called nairobi kenya um yeah, I I was uh, born born and raised here. It's a it's a beautiful place. I was just telling Anatoly that he should definitely come visit sometime. Um, yeah, so my background in SEO dates uh, all the way back from my days in in uh, university, where I'd uh, start learning about SEO by writing about SEO. So back then. Um, the, uh, all these jobs are coming out about how uh, you can you can do SEO and write blog posts and get paid. So when I when I first learned about them, I was very excited to to learn new things. I loved learning new things. So I was learning new things and writing about them. And uh, this one time, I came across a client who, who was starting an SEO agency, and they wanted me to ghostwrite um, a lot of the blog content. So. I was literally learning SEO as I was writing about SEO. So that was my first interaction with SEO. Um, and after um, uni, I did psychology in uni. I just decided, uh, you know what, uh, that, that topic called SEO that I was writing about sounded very interesting. Um, so let me go and try it out. And uh, it's now been about seven years since then. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I've been around the block um, working with um, Kenyan companies uh, as well as uh, US and, and European companies as well just helping them to to improve their their content um, their technical SEO um, their reporting and ultimately like you said it's all about getting more sales you want more customers through those doors um, yeah so it's uh, that's pretty much my background awesome awesome <clears throat> love it love your background 
I love to cooperate with uh, experienced people. It's very important in SEO. Uh, and I remember when I started my digital journey, I was uh, so bad, but competition was low. You know, at yeah. that time, I knew how to buy more backlinks that my competitors had. <laughs> uh, I created content for search engines. I hired a big team who wrote about anything. I gave them topics like weight loss, finance, everything. They wrote Google Rank. Today, it's not. You can't. It's not because Google yeah. changed uh, algorithms. It's not. Because of competition, Google has choices. <laughs> all websites are online. All companies online. Uh, plus 2 billion websites online. And you need to compete with them. You need to overcome them. You need to find the right way. And uh, I want to ask about uh, your methods. How to create the right strategy. I think everything starts with crafting the right strategy. Uh, and uh, what I usually see when companies chase high volume. Okay, they open like tools. SEMrush, Ahrefs, Moz. Uber suggests it doesn't matter. Just uh, use some well-known tools, and if you type any keyword, let's imagine weight loss, you can get a lot of uh, suggestions like weight loss reviews, weight loss supplements. I don't know uh, how to lose weight. Uh, many good suggestions, but it's tough to overcome websites that deserve high-ranking positions that have a lot of backlinks. So tell your methods how to do it, how to find keywords that will bring results. And it's not only about traffic. Keywords that will bring sales. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's that's a very good question um, because the internet, especially now in the age of um, AI content, um, has, has just blown up with content, right? So um, when it comes to keyword research, uh, I think the internet has, has gone a little um uh just maybe complementing keyword research with um entity seo so as opposed to back in the day when um keywords were, were the, all, all the rage i think nowadays um, just working with entities become gives you a, a competitive advantage so um if you work if you you'll just do your same your same keyword research when it comes to um uh like using the tools that you mentioned but just uber suggests semrush moz hrefs um, but at, at the end of the day, anyone can write that sort of content that you're that you're talking about. Just the same way you said um, you when you started out, you had people who are writing content for you, um, and uh, you can basically just Google everything that you need, any information that you want nowadays, and you can write about it. So I think entities give you a really good competitive advantage, and that's pro basically I think um, what one thing the Wordlist does really well. So um, uh, at Wordlift, I'm, the, I'm an SEO specialist at Wordlift, um, and one thing that uh, Wordlift does really well is to focus on entities and not just keywords for your for your website. So uh, what entities are is basically being able to communicate to Google in a way that um, is a machine readable language. So when you write in English, um, it helps it, but it only goes so far. Um, as compared to someone who's actually building things like their structured data, their schema markup, and all these other things. So if you're being able to, if you if you if you're able to build a good knowledge graph for your website, you can go a step further. Other than just doing keyword research and writing content for your website, you can build a good, um, we call it a good foundation or a good base where you can literally just um, talk to Google in a machine-to-machine -machine kind of uh, language. 
where you're not talking English to a machine that understands ones and zeros, right? So if you're able to to, to have good schema markup on your website, um, that gives you a good competitive advantage because so many people nowadays just have content, right? But um, not very many people are into entity SEO. And I believe in this age and, uh, and era, as you're, as you're looking to improve things like EAT, as you're looking to improve things like um, the... the um, how well your the intent of your of your content um having a good competitive advantage goes a long way in trying to at least kick people your competition out of out of the way as you're trying to reach for that top position on search engine results pages yeah awesome awesome valuable uh let's talk about seo reports um if i search on google i can find a bunch of SEO reports, uh, great templates, uh, uh, but I found all customers are different. And yep. some customers don't ask for reports at all. <laughs> they want to see results. And uh, yes. they can open Google Analytics, Google Search Console uh, to see uh, the traffic, sales, uh, many good insights. Uh, and uh, for example, during a month, I can share what I did. It's not like in, in the last day in at month. Uh, I just do it every single day. Okay, we wrote a new text, we created design, uh, we started uh, outreach campaign, link building. So uh, yeah, we cooperate, then uh, clients don't ask, please print me report, I want to understand. But it's it doesn't mean that other clients don't ask. I have clients who can ask, please sh share everything, tell me everything what you did. Please show in your SEO report step by step. Take all your documents in one report. So we are different. It's okay. I, I, I love it. I think we need to personal, personalize this experience uh, and we need to satisfy customer intent like we usually do in uh, search engines. So tell your methods uh, how to personalize SEO reports. Um, well, um, I'm, I'm a, I think I'm. I love numbers. So uh, the one thing that uh, I've learned to do, especially um, in the past one year here at Wordlift, and I've, I think I, I came to realize over over the course of time, um, the past couple of years, is that even even those clients that say they don't they don't care about the reports, at some point they're going to ask you a question where a report is going to be necessary. So I think first things first, I always say, um, whenever you start working with a client, it's very important, first of all, to know what exactly the North Star is, what exactly does this client want? And then um, before you start working with them, lay, lay down um, the, the key, uh, the KPIs that you want to achieve. And then that way you can start to work towards um, building a good report for them. Because if you're interested in um, improving, for example, the number of, um, queries that uh, a certain web page is ranking for. If I come and start telling you that um, we were able to, to add three paragraphs to your website, you really don't care about the three paragraphs. You just want to know how many queries was I ranking for before? How many queries am I ranking for now? You know, so um, having those KPIs becomes very important. And then um, I think a powerful a powerful um, way of making sure that you have all, all this data in a place where um, a client or you can access at any time is to uh, build maybe a template. So um, one thing that uh, that uh, uh, really comes through for SEO reports is uh, using tools like um, Luca Studio or you can use a tool like um, 
like uh, Power BI as well, if you want to build a, a good dashboard. That it's a nice, clean dashboard that you can share with your clients. Um, and it comes in handy because you can be able to play with around, around with different um, assets on the website. So, for example, um, sometimes you might not be interested in, in seeing the whole website, uh, the data for the whole website. Fine, you have access to Google Analytics, you have access to, to Google Search Console, but you only worked on, um, let's say, 100 URLs on a website. So you're mostly interested in seeing how exactly are, are the sales uh, from from these uh, 100 URLs affecting, um, I mean, how exactly is the traffic from these 100 URLs affecting the rest of the website? So a really cool thing that comes in handy in such a situation is uh, to have a control and variant set. So if uh, you, you worked on 20 URLs, for example, you could decide um, if, if um, I'm optimizing the content on 20 URLs, I'm, not, I'm intentionally not going to touch five URLs on this website. And at the end of the day, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show the difference between the trajectory or the performance of these 20 URLs that I worked on and these five URLs that I did not work on. So that way you're able to compare with the client and see. Um, so these URLs, the 20 URLs that I worked on probably increased in traffic by uh, like 20%. But if you look at these, these five URLs that we did not work on, um, they probably stagnated or they, they had a dip in traffic. So that means you're able to show a very clear correlation between the work that you did and the performance or the, improving, pro, uh, the improvement in performance that you're actually getting. Um, yeah, so I think that's, that's one of the biggest tips I'd have for, for any SEO that was trying to show a client. Um, but my work is actually having an impact. Have a control and variant group, show the client exactly uh, the, the impact of your work. And then if they want to scale that, that impact across multiple pages, that you now have a baseline for what the client can expect. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Um, I decided to open uh, on LinkedIn uh, mm -hmm. profile of your company, Wordlift. Oh, you mentioned about yeah. this company. So yeah. I, I want to know more. And what mm -hmm. I like, uh, your, your short bio, very short bio, AI-powered SEO. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I, I spent so much time to write my bio, but I like your bio uh, a lot more, you know, short <laughs> and understandable. Uh, clients yeah. love simplicity. And uh, mm -hmm. I want to uh, speak more about AI. The last time mm -hmm. I implement AI everywhere. And mm -hmm. um, I see another trend when marketers are losing jobs because of AI. Uh, according to data, I don't remember exactly the number, but like 5% lost jobs because of AI. And uh, I don't think they lost jobs because of AI. They lost jobs because someone implemented AI and could uh, replace them. So that is why uh, I usually implement a lot AI and uh, my results uh, increased so much increased we got a lot more traffic we uh, play with this tool and uh, yes uh, i think uh, it's the best time today the best time to start uh, ai implementation uh, it's like when uh, internet appealed when uh, social media new appealed like tiktok facebook uh, early adopters usually uh, win in the long run uh, and today you still have time in AI. Even someone who lost jobs, it's the best time to start thinking how you can adapt what you have. Uh, mm -hmm. You didn't lose jobs because of AI. 
you lose jobs because someone implemented AI, I can replace you. Um, and I want to ask about SEO and AI. Google was against AI for many years, even <laughs> to use AI in algorithms. But uh, the last time I see when Google changed the mind, uh, changed the policy about AI. And um, when I spoke with Fabrice Canel from Bing, he told me, Bing doesn't care about AI written content or not. Bing uh, cares only about quality. I think Google is on the same position, even uh, having such algorithms uh, that are against AI. And I understand why. It's not because AI written, it's because of quality. If you can use AI to create high quality content, Google will love it. Users will love it. And I use a lot AI. Uh, you can use even AI detectors to check my content. It will show, yeah, it's AI written. Who cares, you know, <laughs> if customers uh, find value on this content, that's okay, you know, don't care about AI detectors if you create quality. It's not like, if, of course, if you generate from scratch, um, uh, AI only uh, rewrites existing content. But if you use a smart collect data, edit uh, uh, these results, you can get great results. Tell your methods. Okay, if it's important to use AI, uh, content creators complain that AI, it's rewriting tool. I agree. It's the best rewriting tool ever. <laughs> uh, but if you use it smart, you can get results. Tell your methods how to do it. Um, I think I think you put it you put it very well. Um, I I don't think AI is 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 here to replace um, the the work the work people who are doing their work um, and content creators especially. Um, I think it's it's important for any content creator to start learning how to use AI. Um, I'll be honest, I think until about two two years ago, I hadn't started to tinker with with any code, any any automation um, in my work. Um, but out of the blues, I started getting very interested in things like um, automation and using using things like Python to automate my tasks. And it it just blows up. Um, your level of efficiency, right? Because, and and when when it comes to content creators, I think the most most content creators I've seen um, right now, they're really embracing AI. You 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 hear stories of so many people who are using ChatGPT um, to write to write their content. But I think the most important bit is to make sure that there's actually quality control happening within that process. So you're not just throwing in a prompt on chat GPT and tell it, telling it, um, write me an article about um, how to, how to uh, um, maybe on a topic like reporting for SEO. Um, chat GPT will do that, right? Because it's just, it's pretty much just um, throwing out information that's out there. But as long as you have that human loop in the in your process, so uh, Chat GPT gives you that information, and then you you come back and look at that at that blog post and be like, okay, here's here's one thing that I can add. Maybe it's like a personal experience. Um, here's uh, a little nugget that they that uh, the the program did not uh, mention. You're able to actually add more value to this content in a way that this AI could not have added. So I think it helps to make work easier, but it doesn't replace the human in the loop completely because quality control is a very important uh, aspect in, in using AI, uh, and especially when it comes to content, because 
I think it's very dangerous for us to to just spit out uh, content out there without any human verifying whether this is this is true or not. Um, and I know some people are actually doing that, which again, like we said, when it comes to Google, they just want high quality. So they definitely have their quality raters um, and they're able to say this is not good quality content, whether it's AI content or it's not, because even a human can write content and, and Google will say this is not helpful at all. Um, as we've seen in, um, in, the, in the latest helpful content update. Uh, but at the end of the day, just having that human in the loop, I think is a powerful way to make sure that the content is good. Use AI, make sure you're using it because I don't think it's going away. Um, it's only getting better. People are trying to, Im to improve it every now and then. So the sooner you, you jump on the ship, the, the better it is for you because um, more people are trying to learn how to use it and it gives you a, a competitive advantage if you're a content creator that knows how to use AI aside, as opposed to a content creator and you, you really don't care about AI. I think you're going to get passed by, by a huge wave that's happening right now. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, you mentioned a few times about quality content. Let's uh, dive deeply on this topic because without quality content, you can't mm -hmm. get any result. Uh, and uh, can you clarify what quality means? For example, um, I agree, it's very important to have high quality content, but what means high quality content? For example, um, uh, I can create high quality content in niche that I don't understand, even by using AI. I tried with weight loss, finance, uh, various topics, accounting, and I failed. I failed because it's only generic content. I can't understand. If you ask me, please write an article how to play guitar, I can't because I don't know how to play guitar. I can ask ChatGPT, I can get results, but it's not quality. It's generic. For me, quality, when you can bring something new to this world, when you can... Uh, take what you have combined with your personal experience, then you can create quality content. I can write quality content in SEO, digital marketing, because I work on this niche. Uh, I spend all days. You don't need to ask me to create high quality content in SEO because I do it every single day, you know, <laughs> by playing with GPT. So tell what quality means for our audience who started from scratch and want to create quality content um i think i think eat uh, is 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 becoming a huge part of of quality content as we know it nowadays um as you put it that experience bit um if you if you really know what you're talking about there's gonna be a big difference between someone who spits out content and uh using using ai and someone who actually understands what they're talking about right um, and you can tell, like, when a lawyer writes about a, a, uh, an article on, on, on a legal topic, it's going to be very different than when uh, a copywriter or an SEO like me and you try to write about legal content, right? So I, I think quality content um, is today becoming a lot more tied to your experience and your expertise in that niche. So um, it becomes it becomes more important for you to establish yourself as an expert, as a as a as a as an experienced player in that niche, um, as opposed to someone who's just trying to spit out content. Um, and then uh, an interesting question uh, also comes up when you when you talk about it like that because you could be um, let's say you're you're a lawyer who just started um, 
you, who just started like your legal practice and you've been a lawyer for like 10, 10 years or maybe five years and this is the first time you're writing about um about uh like any any legal topics so uh, or any topics in law rather so uh how how do you establish that expertise that experience for the internet if the internet doesn't already know you i'd say um that 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 becomes uh, a really important part part of the quality because if even a new lawyer who uh, the internet has never heard of is regarded as um, someone who's generic, it means that if this lawyer needs to take time to actually build their their expertise and authority in the industry, it means that the in, the, the internet is actually, um, or rather maybe Google in this case, since we're SEOs, is actually doing a good job trying to regulate the players that can actually give us information about a certain topic. So I think for me, quality content goes goes out to speaking to your experience, your expertise, um, your authoritativeness, and uh, your trustworthiness. It's becoming a big player in the content that um, that we see thriving today, and I think uh, that's gonna keep keep uh, becoming bigger and bigger by the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, I think um, it's important to have experience in specific topics uh, that is why google launched this algorithm ee at experience expert authority trust and um, i remember when i started my digital journey uh, i mentioned about that that we had a team of copywriters who wrote about anything uh, google fired all this team uh, okay i fired i fired google helped me you know <laughs> to push me forward <laughs> to fire these yeah. people uh, because uh, if someone writes about everything they become jack of all trades uh, when you can't compete with experts uh, and i found two important elements about quality content the first element you need to know the topic we discussed it's very important you need to have extended experience and the second you need to know how to write <laughs> you know so if you can't write uh, because uh, uh, i cooperate with some accounting experts they are great get a lot of money cool uh, revenue but they have no experience to write it's it's really tough to tell them that you need to write every single day if you want to create high quality content you need to have this experience to improve your writing skills. So uh, if I uh, don't see the second element to know how to write, then it's not quality content because uh, um, writing just uh, for the sake of writing, even if you share value, it doesn't work. Uh, you need to retain your audience. You need to provide uh, uh, non-boring content. Um, I remember when I spoke with Jim Edwards, he worked in Business Insider 10 years, and he told me that success of Business Insider depends on creating non-boring content. Uh, business is boring, <laughs> uh, but Business Insider found the way how to entertain your audience, uh, how to uh, keep them a strong reason to consume this content. So yeah, I, I agree. I love it. Uh, I want to ask about creating content at scale. You know, uh, look at it. I know quality is more important than quantity, 100%. But with AI, I found the way, <laughs> you know, how to increase speed, how to get more content, high quality content. Uh, of course, we check this content, we analyze, but we can increase our speed. Tell your methods. If you use AI, how you 
this tool can help you to increase speed and create more high quality content um i think creating high quality content at scale uh, with ai nowadays is 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 pretty easy to do um there are things that are a little mundane for example like writing product product descriptions if you have like a thousand uh, products on your on your e-commerce site you really don't want to go through the work of writing every single product description for each of those um products um and let's say you have even category pages you also don't want to go through the trouble of having to write each and every single uh product i mean description for for those category pages so i think um with ai uh, at lift we, we do have um, tools that are able to automate creation of um, uh, things like this, creating products at scale. Um, but again, I think it all goes back to having a human in the loop. It's a, it's a very important bit. And uh, um, I think uh, I, I love the fact that Wadlift takes this seriously. And I've seen so many people, uh, I think on Twitter SEO as well, um, they take the, the human in the loop part very seriously, at least the, the people who are really interested in, in, in getting quality content. So you can you can uh, roll out, let's say, even um, like 200 um, product descriptions at once. But at the end of the day, don't just let it um, go straight to publishing without an editor looking at this content. Um, you have tools uh, that use things like GPT-4 nowadays that bring out really good quality content. But at least having that human in the loop helps you to catch a few things here and there that um, uh, an AI program or an AI tool could not have um, anticipated. Sometimes it might be uh, uh, information that's not correct about your, your products or your business or the niche. Um, sometimes it's small things like um, grammatical or punctuation errors. That's not a really big deal. But in the in this age where there's a lot of content, you don't want um, an AI tool talking about something that's incorrect regarding your your niche or or your business or your products. Um, and you can take you you don't want to take the risk. So I think having the the human in the loop is is a good part of the of having that of being in that process. But um, Again, uh, I think anyone who's doing uh, content at scale needs to to take advantage, of, or anyone who's not doing it rather needs to take advantage of of AI today because um, there's so much that you can do with creating content at scale, um, and it's not just uh, product descriptions. Sometimes it might even be um, things like uh, blog posts or even bios. Um, people are doing it nowadays. I think I, I saw a friend of mine telling me how. Uh, they, they did a cover letter with with uh, ChatGPT. Um, so it, it might be something as small as um, the product description or something as huge as, as blog post. But uh, I think I'm always going to go back to have that human in the loop, edit that content. Even if you're creating 10 pieces, 10 articles, or 100 um, product descriptions, make sure that there's an editor in the background looking at this content, verifying it, making sure that the information is correct always. Mm -hmm. awesome yeah. awesome valuable valuable uh let's talk about uh the future a little bit um <laughs> i, I want to share uh my story for example when i started digital mm -hmm. i ignored uh blog content because google was not smart enough to recognize user intent so we created e-commerce content and ranked with info content uh, info intent uh, today I can't. 
I can't cheat the system like this. It's mm -hmm. almost impossible to game the system. Google can recognize the user intent and yeah, it's part of the job. But I want to ask about blog content. Today, blogs bring more traffic than any other channel. Uh, and uh, if I remember correctly, the number like 56% of all traffic from SEO uh, are coming to blog content, blog articles, uh, and uh, it's part of the job to uh, write a valuable blog post, to submit your call, call to action, to interlink with your commerce pages, you can get results. Um, we need to cover sales funnel uh, to help uh, customers, but I'm not sure about the future. Uh, let me explain why. For example, I am, I'm a user. Yeah, uh, let's forget that uh, I work in SEO. I'm a user. And uh, I decided to search on Google uh, the question, can I uh, use Tesla in Florida? I mean, uh, self-driver's uh, function in Florida uh, if I buy Tesla. Uh, after pilot, um, you can't use this feature uh, in many states in the US, but uh, uh, I decided to find, can I use in Florida? I searched this keyword on Google and I spent so much time to read all this content. I couldn't find the answer. Then I opened Bart and asked totally the same question. I got reply for a few seconds. For a few seconds by Bart replied to this question. Then I started to research about uh, uh, legislation to open the company and the same. I searched on Google, many content but I couldn't find the answer to my direct question. I ask again <laughs> on ChatGPT and got this answer for a few seconds. So uh, I'm not sure about the future. You know, when someone can tell uh, chatbots can't replace uh, Google, I don't think so. I think chatbots provide a good job today to reply to some questions. Of course, sometimes it's wrong. Uh, sometimes it's in inaccurate, but users are looking for ways how to save time so google uh, gets a lot of traffic because of saving time to find content it's not like social media uh, all social media uh, have the goal to retain as much as possible uh, if people spend more time on youtube on linkedin twitter then social media can earn a lot more revenue money uh, but on google it's not the same google has the goal to leave the user as quick as possible. So if user uh, uh, use, uh, uses Google to find the relevant link, they need to leave this uh, search engine fast. Then uh, the goal is achieved. Uh, so I can't do it the same like I can do with uh, chatbots. So I think uh, search generative experience from Google or any other chats will take part of this uh, trade and uh, I will use Google uh, for more broad topics when I need to get deep knowledge or learn but I'm not sure probably chats can reply to these questions <laughs> too so tell what do you think about the future of blog content your thoughts about that and how we can adapt today to this possible future <laughs> hmm well um Predicting the future is definitely uh, not not the easiest thing to do, but um, looking at the, the trend and the way it's going right now, um, it's true what you said, uh, chatbots and uh, such gener generative experiences is basically uh, becoming a, a key player in um, such as we know it right now. Um, 
one thing that i think um website owners can can actually try to get ahead of this trend is to make sure that they have interactive chatbots on their site as well um, i think i mentioned earlier about um, using the use of entities and building a knowledge graph um the uh it's it's very interesting that the amount of things that you can do with with just having your own knowledge graph because it's basically a, a a repository of data that's very particular about your website. So um, Google uses knowledge graphs as well, and that's how they're able to have this um, repository of knowledge. And uh, when you search for something, it spits out the knowledge that it has. So um, it's I think uh, looking forward into the future. People are probably uh, going to start going uh, to start going into that direction as well. So um, here's what I mean: if we've realized that um, Google coming, uh, Google is is uh, asking you to come to their website, and uh, when you ask a question, it's re responding with instant answers. Why why aren't we doing it on our websites? Why don't we have interactive uh, chatbots where if someone lands on my website, um, no, uh, gone are the days where or, or probably soon gone will be the days when people land on your website and they have to search for a link uh, and, and you have to look for people moving from one link to the other. Why don't I have just one interactive chatbot when someone lands on my site? Fine, they can land on my site from Google, but when they come to my site, how easy is it for them to look for relevant content on the topic that they are looking for? So for example, you mentioned like about registering a company. Maybe the content that you found was uh, content about registering a company in the US. Um, what if you also wanted to register uh, a subsidiary of the same company in, I don't know, um, uh, in, in Italy, for example? Uh, do you, does this, does this website also have this content? If it does, you really don't need to go back to Google and Google and, and, and search for this content. You can just go on the chatbot and, and type, type whatever content you want, right? um i've seen uh i know uh i, I wish andrea was was the one here uh, our ceo at, at wordlift he raves about chatbots um and uh it's really cool the amount of things that you can do with a chatbot um especially when it's a chatbot with your own content you can personalize it to use your tone of voice you can personalize it to use your content you can personalize it to to um talk to a user about uh, the content that's actually on the site. Um, and you can also uh, make sure that this user is getting the right user experience by providing everything that they want right on your website. So I think if, if you invest in a really good knowledge graph, you can be able to use it as a baseline to start building these other levels, such as having a own, your own personal chatbot on your website. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I think... Looking into the future, I feel like more SEOs uh, are going to to start looking into that. I think um, it can be a really, really good way to start investing in keeping people on your website. Because at the end of the day, you want that user when they land on your website, you want them to get the most value to the point where they actually convert. So if, if they have to keep going back to Google, um, and I don't think Google is selling them anything, they'll probably lose the chance for, for them to buy from you. So that once they land there, having uh, your own personalized chatbot that gives the information that's on your website becomes a very valuable tool that uh, gives you a competitive advantage uh, uh, in, in today's market space. Yeah, got it, got it, valuable. Uh, I have my final question mm -hmm. about your experience. 
uh, I love to ask this question because I have students in my network who are looking for a way to learn from scratch. I have business owners uh, who want to get the basic to cooperate with experts who can lead them in the right direction. So two different people, but they want to learn from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. I want to ask you, if you started today, you have no experience, you know that Google exists, you try the search engine to find something to buy or uh, learn, but you never optimize any websites before. What will you do today if you started from scratch? Hmm. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a very good question. So I think one thing I'd do is I'd take I'd look for for one of the most uh, comprehensive courses in in, in SEO. Um, I think I took one sometime last year. I think SEO Manager uh, by it's by Blue Array. Um, it's it's one of the most comprehensive SEO courses that I've seen out there. It's um, loaded with a lot of information that you need about SEO if you're learning SEO from scratch, um, and it's very it has bite-sized sort of information. Um, the other thing I'd do is um, I'd be very open to networking with people, especially on Twitter. Um, I think uh, Twitter and uh, LinkedIn as well has been one of the, the most informative platforms for me, um, aside from reading blogs and uh, watching podcasts uh, like like this one uh, and, and uh, watching YouTube videos uh, rather. Um, Twitter has been has been like a, a really good repository of information because there are so many people there who are trying to um, spread this information about SEO. And if you follow them, um, the likes of Anatoly, the likes of um, Aleida Solis, Lily Ray, um, or all these people who are who are talking about SEO every single day, um, you you get to learn first-hand information about what's happening live. Um, any new new things that have dropped because um unfortunately i think one thing that no one tells you when you get into seo is that things are changing every now and then you might have a strategy that worked um like a, a couple of months ago for example and then google drops a new algorithm update and boom your strategy is out of the out is blown out of the water so i think following uh, people on social media becomes a, a, a really important part of that um the other thing that i would do is to play around with actual, um, like actually practice what I'm learning. Um, uh, <laughs> thanks, Rao Asif. Um, I, I think the other thing that I do is also to practice what I'm learning. I think for a very long time, I thought that I could just learn these things and um, get away with, I'll wait until I get a client uh, for me to be able to to practice whatever I'm learning. So I think I'd, I'd be very quick to uh, register a domain get a, a good hosting and start, I don't know, writing about something. It could even be writing about SEO. Um, that website doesn't have to rank on, on the first page um, of Google, but it's gonna teach you a very critical thing about how to optimize someone else's website. Um, and uh, I think an important place to start is WordPress because so many people nowadays are using WordPress websites. So that gives you a good baseline. Um, I, think, I think my skills kind of went from one level to like two levels higher when i started um creating my own websites so i think i must have created like i don't know like uh 
five websites until up until I remember the first time I worked with a client website, it was so easy for me to work with it and, and to do, I didn't even know I was doing technical SEO until I learned that there's actually a category of SEO called technical SEO, because I was so used to tinkering on my website. I was just on my website at like 2 a.m. wondering, okay, why is this part of this website broken? So it became so easy for me as an SEO to talk to web developers when, when, I, when I transitioned into like technical SEO. Um, the same way uh, when we talk about, let's say, for example, it's reports um, in SEO, you might write a report with, with really good recommendations, but if you're not able to describe them because you probably have had no experience with whatever you're talking about, the developer is just going to look at your recommendations and be like, ah, okay, um, I have so much work to do. I can't, I can't touch any of this right now. I don't even understand what you want me to do, so I'm not going to do it. But if you've actually tinkered with something like this on your own website, you're able to explain it to the developer in a way that actually makes sense. And they can quickly implement some of the, the recommendations or all of the recommendations that you're giving to them. So yeah, I think that would be my three-step process. Take a really comprehensive course, start um, implementing the things that I'm learning on my own website, and follow um, uh, really uh, be, be proactive on Twitter and follow the people that are really proactive on, on Twitter and LinkedIn. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Valuable. Valuable. I agree. It's not like how to learn. It's more about how to practice. So yeah. if you practice, then results will come. And awesome. it's important to have patience. Uh, you can't get overnight success, but Hello. it's not about SEO. It's not because of SEO. You can't get overnight success at any other marketing channel. Let me know how to become an Instagram influencer uh, overnight i don't know <laughs> people spend many years to craft skills uh, to get results and i know some influencers who uh, have plus a few uh, million followers and uh, i spoke with them most of them uh, couldn't get results for uh, 10 years <laughs> so they just crafted skills uh, got experience then in one shiny day uh, follow followers, uh, subscribers uh, 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 come to them. So I think it's part of the process to acquire skills, to be better than others. And it's the same with ASIO. You need to have patience. With patience, go step by step. And uh, sometimes it's better to forget about getting results, uh, to build high expectations. Just love what you do. If you love what you do, you, it doesn't matter. You know, I can play basketball for a long time. Nobody pays for this hobby. I love it, you know. <laughs> I think yeah. people watch TV six hours a day. So they pay to watch TV for loving movies and something like this. Uh, it's the same with SEO. You need to love optimizing websites. You need to love creating content. You need to enjoy uh, promotion, <clears throat> link building. If you do it, then results will come. I don't know when, but just love what you do and overcome your competitors. It's a big pleasure to get on the show. I love this experience. So valuable. Welcome back anytime to share more valuable insights. Tell yeah, the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Um, I, you can find me on uh, Twitter, uh, MuneneKL, uh, uh, and on LinkedIn as MuneneKelvin. Um, yeah, I'm happy to connect to anyone. Always uh, open to learning. And once again, thank you so much for having me on the show. I had a lot of yeah. fun talking about SEO. 
Nice, nice. Uh, thank you, thank you so much, guys. You can find the link to LinkedIn account in the description below to all social media and including website Word Lift in the description. So open, reach out, uh, follow. Uh, because I follow, uh, you need to follow too. So if you follow, you can get a lot more valuable sites. Uh, you mentioned some great experts like Lily Ray, uh, Alayda Solis, but I recommend to follow uh, Moon and Two because you can get a lot more value. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for tuning in to Unmiss. Enjoyed the show? Drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom. See you next episode.